Welcome to the Real Show Podcast. I'm Zachary. And I'm Joshua. And we're brothers chasing down the curiosities of our life. And on this show, we'll discuss the most influential people, music, and topics going on in the world. What's good, everybody? In today's show, we are going to talk about why Barstool wins, what is going on with Cat Williams? He's going viral everywhere. And then we're going to get into a new segment that I think is going to be great that I talked to Joshua about a while ago, Bickering Brothers. Me and Joshua always fight about random shit, dumb stuff. So I'm excited to get into that. But Joshua, why does Barstool Sports win? Barstool wins because they have the most original content, most specifically Jersey fucking Jerry. He is a icon. He just did a challenge for 36 hours on a golf simulator where he took almost 3,000 swings to get a hole-in-one. It was must-see TV. Like I said, it went for 36 hours. He had the likes of Tom Brady, the likes of Tom Brady, um, the PGA Tour, J.J. Watt encouraging him. Tom Brady tweeted out his YouTube link for a live. I mean, think about how iconic that is and to even just put on the professional side of things every publication in america picked up this uh story every publication i think one thing to add to that which is i think insane one when he was actually awake because joshua told me he was sleeping and had like ten thousand people watching him which is which is one funny two kind of weird but also on top of that 40 to fifty thousand people were live watching him do it consistently That is like the power of live streaming. But I had this thought before we hit record. What Barstool Sports is for content, they create the culture of content. Whereas like Drake, whatever Drake likes is cool in culture. That's what Barstool Sports is for culture. And that's why they just win. Everything they are on, everybody else is on. I know it's more so like in the sports world than anything else, but they affect everything. And the fact that like Jersey Jerry, who is literally like, a plumber two years ago is having Tom Brady spend time watching his live stream, supporting his live stream, and everybody was celebrating the win. And the fact that he also went for 37 hours and took 3,000 plus swings, like my back would be ruined. Yo, there were some iconic parts of that that whole thing where he like had chiropractors in, and the chiropractor looks at him, and he goes, Jerry, like. Have you done anything like out of the ordinary? Jerry looks at him dead in his face. He's like, nah, doc, I'm just messed up. <laughs> and I was like, this guy just took 1,200 swings at this time. And I'm like, it was just like Jersey Jerry, like Zachary had said before, He two or three years ago, he was an electronic plumber. Like This guy was not in content. And to say that in that short amount of time that he has built this community and is one of the strongest creators on the internet, there's not a creator in America that doesn't know who Jersey Jerry is and is not going like, holy shit, I'm going to take some notes from this guy. I mean, Tom Brady is watching this guy for entertainment. Like that is insane to me. It's wild, but I want to transition into this new segment. What if I told you, but Joshua, have you seen what's going on with Cat Williams at all? Very vaguely, but only some like hot topic clips. Everything he is saying is hot, like hot clips. So for, for background, for people that don't know, one, Cat Williams is a legendary stand-up comedian and actor. Now, he went on Shannon Sharp's podcast, Club Shay Shay, which has been 
blowing up the last couple years, but he's talked about things from Cedric the Entertainer stealing jokes, mentioned something off the wall about Harvey Weinstein, has talked about Hollywood, even talked about how he got offered $200 million by the Illuminati to do a 20 series movie, whatever it is. And he was referencing Fast and Furious for people that don't know. Fast and Furious is on like Fast 10 or 11. Reference that in the way. But what I thought was most interesting out of all those things he said, I'm not going to get into whether he's speaking the truth or not, because truthfully, I have no idea. But he he talked about in this. I also no. I just I also think that like, why would Cat Williams, a guy who never goes on interviews, this guy never does interviews, and he comes to Club Shay Shay and he goes Shannon Sharp. I've just seen so many entertainers, comedians tell lies on here, and I want to set the record straight. And it just made me think like a lot of the shit he says, maybe it's a little stretched out, but there's probably a lot of truth to the things he is saying, like a lot of truth. 100%. And then I also want to add on to this. The truth seems crazy when in, in a world full of lies. It, it's I bet Ep- I bet Epstein's Island seemed crazy before it fucking all came out. Yeah, it, it, it did. I but, bet it did. But I want to talk about this thing. Through all of that, this other clip resurfaced from his stand-up. When is the last time you've had a McDonald's French fry? I'm curious. Well, actually, funny you say that because very recently we did a 72-hour fast. And for the thumbnail, I bought McDonald's French fries for the thumbnail. Did you eat it? Yeah, I did eat it. And I got poisoned, apparently. Uh, you, you did. So this, so for those that don't know, McDonald's French fries are actually legendary. I haven't had a McDonald's French fry in years. They but taste pretty good. They're incredible. But he was talking about they are so good, he wanted to dive into where they come from and how they're grown. So the story goes, McDonald's potatoes are grown in this place called Warden, Washington, on, according to the website. But how it goes is that you cannot find these potatoes anywhere. They're not in supermarkets. They're not in other countries. They don't sell the potatoes they create anywhere else but to McDonald's. And, and, and it goes as the potatoes are all white on the inside and outside, and they weigh up to 12 pounds. Think about that. 12 pounds. You go to the supermarket, how, how, how heavy are the potatoes at the supermarket? Small. Small? Yeah. So he's saying they're 12 pounds. And what is the craziest thing is they flood the field with so many toxic chemicals that anything that comes near it or touches it dies instantly. And it's so toxic that farmers, after they spray it, can't go near it for five days. And to even elevate it, after they pick the potatoes, for three weeks, they have to sit in a vault before they can wash them because it's so toxic. And Joshua went and purchased them and ate them. Yeah, I will never again do that. But it seems wild to me that the government allows this to happen. Like, to me, it's wild. The government openly knows. And I mean, listen, let's be honest with ourselves. McDonald's isn't the only one doing this. McDonald's isn't the only one that's spraying their shit with so much poison that kills everything. The last segment of the show today is Bickering Brothers, where me and Joshua will get into a healthy debate about a topic or anything going on in the world. Joshua, today, what is your question that you want to have a debate on? So we've been talking Cat Williams a lot, and in the Cat Williams Club Shay Shay podcast, he says that Kevin Hart is an industry plant. So now my question is today, 
Let's debate. Is Kevin Hart actually an industry plant like uh, Cat Williams says, or was that just a little punch down? I would like to say that Kevin Hart is not a plant because I'm a massive fan. I think what he's been able to do is incredible. But I, I go back and look at, you know, a long time ago said he would never wear a dress, then wears a dress, then comes out and says, you know, it was his choice. But I'm going to stand on this hill. Kevin Hart is not an industry plant. He's a hard worker. I think he works harder than anybody. Serial entrepreneur. Kevin Hart is not an industry plant. I'm going to have to disagree. I'm also a Kevin Hart fan, but I will say the points that Cat Williams makes are almost irrefutable of like, you can look at the timeline of what Kevin Hart has done and what any other comedian, actor, insert anybody has done. And don't get me wrong. I truly believe Kevin Hart is a hardworking individual. I think he's one of the hardest working individuals. And I'm not saying he didn't earn where he's at, but I also don't think it's crazy to think that he's an industry plant. He said that he was on... Now, Cat Williams talked about a lot of people wearing a dress. You know, Martin Lawrence, Kevin Hart, Tyler Perry, all these massive, massive black comedians that wore dresses. And again, I don't know what this weird Illuminati fetish is with... Uh, dresses and or Harvey Weinstein wanting to suck Cat Williams off. I'm not sure what it is, but if I had to put my finger on it, just because I've never seen anyone with the trajectory of Kevin Hart and he's still growing. And the one last argument I'm going to make, which I thought was really, really interesting, is Kevin Hart's a Philadelphia guy, correct? Correct. In the podcast, Cat Williams talks about how Kevin Hart was hustling the East Coast. But if you match up his timelines from when he was hustling on the East Coast to when he was in living in LA, shooting movies and doing all these things, it's the same time. So then I ask myself, how does one person be in New York and LA, especially when that was a time when he didn't even have any money, allegedly. So I think it's also kind of crazy. And I also think it's weird that Kevin Hart went from being a nobody to being the star of a movie with Snoop Dogg and a ton of other actors. And like to me, that's just unheard of. I see these massive comedians now that a comedian can't even give a, get a job as an actor now. So I just don't know where the but jump he's all, But he's also really funny. No, no he's uh, funny dude, plays. Kevin Hart is a funny motherfucker. I'm not discrediting his funniness, but I also think that there is a little fishiness to it and I'm not a hater and I and I don't want to sound like that at all because I'm a, again I'm a big Kevin Hart fan but I have to think that where there's smoke there is fire and I think that some of the come up with Kevin Hart may be a little iffy and I also think in the fact that he said he would wear never wear a dress he wore a dress and then after wearing the dress said he makes his own decisions so then I asked myself does he really not care about wearing a dress now or does he not make his decisions? Was he orchestrated to do certain things to be in the position he's in? And that's what I asked. Listen, you want to offer me a blank check. I'll wear a fucking dress. I'll wear a dress. In the words of young thug, bro, I had to wear a dress because I had a stick. So, but we're going to have to, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. If you made it this far, thank you. Drop a like, leave a comment, subscribe, share with somebody, and roast us in the comments if you disagree, if you agree. We really want to make this more of a community, but we appreciate you tuning in. Till next time. Peace. About to get all this dope, ain't no fuck niggas know I swear to God we the ghosts, this ain't the story they told Man, if you know, then you know I never had to tell my dogs that we on roof for greens They pay for get 
want money more than they want fake shit. I swear we go so hard, we on A-list. I see my niggas prevailing. We going hard for the hand. We gonna stack till we jaded. I just saw my niggas that we on a mission. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be hard to get it. We too on par for the missions. I put my heart in my feelings. On tracks I don't even feel. We bought a box, we drip. We bought a box, we fall.